0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Elijah Lippert, a.k.a. Franchise's Maple River Basketball Podcast with assistant coach Eric Ward, a.k.a. Wardo. Uh, the sound quality should be better this time. I'm hoping I'm trying a phone app um, for recording phone calls and then I can import them into uh anchor for the podcast i know at times we've had trouble hearing guests so i'm hoping um this app that was recommended to me will sound better so i'll get him dialed up here all right thanks again for listening to maple river basketball podcast with your host elijah lippert aka franchise thanks again to wardo for coming on and talking maple river basketball Uh, I also appreciate him coming on a second time because the first time uh, the app I'm using to record for whatever reason didn't work, but uh, hopefully the sound quality will be worth it uh, for him coming on a second time. And I hope you all enjoyed the show. Uh, Go Maple River. Good luck in the playoffs.
1: All right. So let's try this again here. So, um, Back on December 1st, 1989 was the first Maple ever home game um, in this gym. The last one, of course, will come tomorrow night to start the playoffs against Medford. Um, you probably have several good memories like most of us uh, that have played there or coached there or been managers there, et cetera. But what was a favorite memory for you uh, maybe as a fan, as a player, and as a coach?
2: Um. Yeah. There's been a lot of good games there, I would say, as a fan. Um, 1993 sets out for multiple reasons. They won the state championship that year, but then their only loss game to the Epps Roosevelt, and it was at home. Uh, we got out of school, 3 o'clock or so, and the line to get in for the 7 o'clock game, you know, B-Squad at 5.30, whatever it was, was down past Maple Mart. So <clears throat> we had never seen anything like that before. And then as a player... It was probably the jug game my senior year. Um, it was also Paris night that night, so that was the biggest home crowd I played uh, in front of. And we won that game uh, at the buzzer on a steal and a layup uh, to win the jug game my senior year. And then as a coach, um, there's been a couple. We've won a couple of our Hardwood Classics. Um, we beat Minnehaha Academy back in the day to win our Hardwood Classic. Uh, Julian Suggs was a seventh grader that year. He was on the all-tournament team, and you know, as you know, he plays for Orlando Magic. Um, uh, this year's Jug game uh, was as full as I've seen that game in the last five, six, seven, eight years. So that was fun. And then some of the USC games, because they're kind of a rival now too, stick out. But a lot of them stick out as coaches because it's not as long ago as when I was a player. It's hard to remember all those. So,
1: right. Yeah, and then uh, do you think there will be some extra emotion from the coaches and or players knowing it's the last game at that gym?
2: Yeah, I think um, the players, you know, you have senior night. That's the last regular season home game, but you still know that we knew then that we were going to have a home playoff game. So um, it's the last time the seniors get to play at home. So whether it's the last – this just has to be added because it's the last game ever there, but – every coach on our staff this year plays their whole career in that gym. So uh, maybe when that game is over and we realize that it might hit a little different, it might take last of the season's over. Cause we'll still obviously be practicing there, but uh, yeah, afterwards when you realize it's the last one ever, it might be a little different.
1: Right. Um, and obviously over the years, speaking of that home court, you know, we've been home giants in a sense, uh, We've had six different undefeated home seasons. Eleven more with one loss. Um, our horn, longest home win streak was 33 games from '09 to '12. Our career record there is 295 and 77. What are do you, What do you think are some of the reasons we've had so much success at home over the years?
2: Um, I would say good players and good coaches. Um, you know, tradition doesn't graduate. We say that around our program a lot. And, you know, every year we lose good players. And it seems that people step up and fill those shoes pretty well, whether that's coaching, playing, whatever it might be. I mean, in those years, we've won 21 conference titles. So, you know, and half your conference season, it's played at home. So um, being that and then knowing that, when teams play Maple River, you get their best shot. You know, they circle Maple River on the calendar, and they really want to beat you there. So to have that home record, knowing that you're getting just what everybody's best shot every night, is actually very impressive.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, and then you guys got the number one seed. Um, you're facing the eight seed Medford uh, to start the playoffs tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. What can you tell us about them?
2: Um, they've had a really rough year. Uh, I believe they're 1-25, um, the only win being uh, against Alden. And um, we beat them by 75, <clears throat> 75 the last time we played them. So I expect it to be more of the same tomorrow. Yeah. So we think about what they're doing. We just got to take what we got to do. And, you know, it's March, so you got to survive in advance.
1: Right, yep, absolutely. Um, And who is the top seed uh, on the other side that you'd potentially face for the championship? Right, Um,
2: Glencoe Lake is on the other side. I believe they're 19-7. They're the one seed over there. And then, of course, on our side, we're the one. Lake Crystal's the two, and Sinclair's the three.
1: Okay. Um, And speaking of Lake Crystal, you guys came out and dominated them for the jug the second game Uh, you guys blocked them in the Bethany tournament the first time you played them. What do you think changed so much from the first game to the second one that you guys were able to take it to them?
2: Um, Our aggressive style of play was uh, um, we were way more aggressive the second time we played them. I think we overlooked Lake Crystal the first time we played them uh, in the Bethany tournament. And, then we got behind, and it just kind of snowballed. And when we played them at home, more shots went in, which always helped. But we were the aggressor on offense and defense. And playing that way, the lead built as the game went on. It just kept getting bigger and bigger. I don't think we ever trailed. So that was the major difference in those two games.
1: Okay. And then uh, you guys beat Hayfield to 51 for the conference championship. Uh, you also lost the close game to uh, – them earlier this year at 40 to 37, I think it was. So what changed from the first time you played them to the second game, would you say, against Hayfield?
2: Um More of the same. Um, the first time, uh, as far as comparing the late, two Lake Crystal games, I would say that it was kind of like that. Um, I think Hayfield is a better team than Lake Crystal overall, but they um, we were not very aggressive in that first game. You can kind of tell that by only scoring 37. Um, Our defense was fine, but our offense, we lacked aggressiveness. Um, We weren't shooting the shots we would normally shoot, and we weren't finishing the shots we would normally finish. So when we played them the second time. There was a lot on the lines that won us the conference title, and they're the defending uh, state champion in Class A, so they had a lot of confidence too, but we just played with a lot more aggressiveness, and we just were the ones asserting ourselves against them instead of vice versa.
1: Right. Uh, and then you guys lost a close game to Minnehaha Academy, 57-53. to 53. Also lost by 22 to Caledonia. Um, what were you guys able to learn from those games against very tough teams? And what do you think playing some of the best teams in the state does for preparation for you guys, especially if you'd end up making a run to the state? tournament knowing you've already played or played some of the toughest teams in 2A in the state?
2: Sure. Um, the biggest thing you learn is what it takes to beat a team like that. Um, you need to play 36 good minutes. You know, every possession counts. Um, against Minneapolis, we were up 10 with like eight minutes to go. And then we didn't play very well in the You know, so of the 36 minutes, we probably only played. We were supposed to play for about 30. You know, I think um, we play him again. It could be a different story. Um, but you've got to play a complete game against those teams. And against Caledonia, um, that's the cream of the crop in 2A, uh, the best player in the state of Minnesota. Um, as far as I'm concerned, Eli King, uh, he's already committed to Iowa State, and he's as athletic of a kid as we've ever seen since we've been coaching here for 15 years. Um, and it takes, yeah, 36 minutes, whoever makes the least amount of mistakes. Because um, the really good teams take advantage of every one of those mistakes.
1: Right. He committed to Iowa State, is that, huh? Yep, yep. Now that's for basketball? Yep, for
2: basketball. And then the um, good for him, uh, Prince Oligby is committed to Boston College.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. So. so, yeah, you guys not only have faced a couple of good teams, but a couple of good players that are going to pretty big schools next year.
2: Yep. I would say when it comes to Mr. Basketball, uh, for this year, it will be, it's, they're, they're right neck and neck with each other. I think it should be like, King, but they're, they're both going to get plenty of votes.
1: Right. All right. Sounds good. Well, thanks again, Wardo. Uh, thanks for, Doing it a second time as well. Hopefully it'll work this time. I think it should. So and uh good luck tomorrow night as well to start the playoffs and we'll keep in touch as the playoffs go on. Sounds good. Thanks. Yep, thanks. Bye.